98K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The MTR dismisses a subcontractor's accusations that the shot into Central Link is riddled with shoddy building work. President Xi Jinping officially opens the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge, and legislator Ted Hoy denies snatching a security officer's phone in the Legco building. The MTR Corporation has denied allegations from a subcontractor that construction problems at the Honghum station of its shot into Central Link are widespread. At an inquiry into the scandal, a lawyer for the MTRC also said it had been the subject of unfair and unsubstantiated media reports. Here's Tom McAlinden. On the second day of a commission of inquiry into the scandal, the lawyer for the MTRC, Philip Balding, said there was no credible evidence of non-compliance being widespread. He questioned why Jason Poon, the head of subcontractor China Technology, didn't report the problem earlier if, as he alleges, it was on an industrial scale. The scandal first came to light in May when Apple Daily reported that the main contractor, Leighton, allowed a large number of steel bars supporting the station's platform to be cut short. The lawyer said the cutting short of the steel bars was only spotted on five occasions within a short period of time in December 2015. Mr Balding also defended the rail firm, saying media reports questioning safety issues at the MTRC were unreliable and unsubstantiated. He said the MTRC regarded safety as paramount and placed supreme importance on handling issues of concern. He said after the problems at Hong Kong station surfaced, the firm identified areas for enhancement, including documenting site supervision. President Xi Jinping has officially opened the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge at a ceremony in Zhuhai. The 55-kilometre crossing linking Hong Kong to Macau and Zhuhai opens to traffic tomorrow. Francis Sit reports. Officiated by President Xi Jinping, the opening ceremony in Zhuhai marks the official launch of the world's longest sea crossing, linking the territory to Macau and Zhuhai. Few details of this morning's ceremony were made public. It wasn't until President Xi stepped out with the chief executive Carrie Lam and other Chinese officials that his attendance was confirmed. During the ceremony at the passenger clearance building at Zhuhai Port, Vice Premier Han Zhen, who's in charge of Hong Kong affairs, offered his congratulations on behalf of President Xi on the completion of the mega bridge. He said it's the first infrastructure jointly built by the three cities and it will enhance the competitiveness of the Pearl River Delta, promote the development of the Greater Bay Area and help Hong Kong and Macau be integrated into the nation's development. For her part, the chief executive Carrie Lam thanked the mainland for giving Hong Kong the opportunity to take part in what she described as the mainland's great achievement. She says the bridge will make Hong Kong an active participant in the nation's development rather than just being the mainland's superconnector with the world. Other officials included Vice Premier Liu He, the Communist Party Secretary of the Guangdong Province, Li Xi, and the Macau Chief Executive, Fernando Choi. Lawmaker Ted Hoy has denied all three charges over a phone-snatching incident in Legco. He appeared in Eastern Court today. Here's Joanne Wong. Ted Hoy is accused of forcefully taking a cell phone from a security bureau officer. He's been charged with one count of obtaining access to a computer with a view to dishonest gain, common assault, and obstructing a public officer in the performance of a public duty. Prosecutors say they plan to call 25 witnesses. They've submitted video clips including CCTV footage and media interviews as evidence. The defense has been given more time to prepare for the case. Mr. Hoy is scheduled to appear in court again on the 17th of December. He's been released on $8,000 bail. The incident took place on the 24th of April and Mr. Hoy was arrested in May. The Democratic Party has suspended his membership because of the case. 
The United States has sailed warships through the Taiwan Strait for the second time in months, a move likely to annoy Beijing. The US military said the maneuver in international waters demonstrated its commitment to free and open seas in the Indo-Pacific region. The Japanese government says it'll employ 4,000 new public servants with disabilities by April 2020, after admitting it had been inflating the number of disabled staff to meet legal quotas. More than half the number of its disabled employees were found to have been falsely counted. An investigative committee said retired employees and even some who died were included. 29 Nobel Prize-winning scientists have urged Britain and the European Union to secure a deal on Brexit in order to protect scientific research. In a letter to the British Prime Minister Theresa May and the President of the European Commission Jean-Claude Juncker, they stress that science requires the free flow of people and ideas to flourish. One of the signatories was Sir Paul Nurse, who won a Nobel Prize for his work on breast cancer. He says without a deal, Britain may struggle to attract the world's best scientists. Yes, we will, of course, survive. But at the moment, Britain is at the top of the tree. We are considered widely around the world to be the best, and we are in danger of losing that top position if we don't get this right. Donald Trump has threatened to boost his country's nuclear forces to compel Russia to abide by an arms control treaty, which he said he plans to quit. Russia has described U.S. plans to pull out of the treaty as deeply concerning. After talks with the visiting U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton, his Russian counterpart said Moscow was prepared to work with Washington on addressing any mutual grievances over the treaty. Mr. Trump spoke before boarding a helicopter outside the White House. Russia has not adhered to the agreement. This should have been done years ago. Until people come to their senses, we have more money than anybody else by far. We'll build it up until they come to their senses. When they do, then we'll all be smart and we'll all stop. And we'll. And by the way, not only stop, we'll reduce, which I would love to do. A European Commission spokeswoman, Maya Kotsiancic, urged both sides to resolve their differences. We believe that the U.S. and Russia need to remain engaged in constructive dialogue to preserve the treaty, which, of course, is crucial for Europe's and global security. And we, of course, expect the Russian、uh, Federation to address、uh, the concerns regarding its compliance、uh, with this treaty in a substantial and transparent way. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has held private talks in Riyadh with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman amid continuing international concerns about the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi at the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Saudi state media said the two men had stressed the importance of the strategic partnership between their countries. The German, German Chancellor Angela Merkel says her government will halt all arms exports to Saudi Arabia until the murder has been resolved. Look at the monstrosity that happened in the Saudi Arabia consulate in Turkey. That must be cleared up. And as long as this has not been cleared up, there won't be any arms exports to Saudi Arabia. I promise you this. The German government has agreed arms exports to Saudi Arabia worth nearly 500 million U.S. dollars this year. Earlier, Turkey said it would do everything it could to shed light on the murder of the journalist in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Turkish officials have dismissed the Saudi assertion that he died during a fistfight. Omar Çelik is a spokesman for the governing party. We are faced with a situation in which a murder was brutally planned. And a lot of effort has been made to cover it up. When we look at this from this point of view, 
It's a very complex murder. For us, it's a duty of honor to reveal the truth. The truth will come out. Our president said he is personally following the situation. The Mexican president, Enrique Peña Nieto, has warned the thousands of Central American migrants making their way through the country to, towards the U.S. that they must register with the Mexican authorities. His statement came after President Trump threatened to cut off millions of dollars of aid given to El Salvador, Guatemala and Honduras for failing to stop the migrant caravan. For those who have opted to maintain this illegal caravan, I respectfully call on you to keep in mind that by maintaining this position, it will be very difficult for you to reach your objective, whether it be to enter the United States or to stay in Mexico, because only with migration protections and a legal process can you enter our country and be able to eventually have access to this right. The migrants, mostly from Honduras, are in southern Mexico. One of them says there's nothing Mr. Trump can do to stop the group. Trump says that he'll send the National Guard and the military to the border. Well, it's his right. He's protecting his country, but he's not the owner of the United States or the world. He's not God, and the United States is supposed to be a country of migrants, and the migrants have made it powerful. But if he wants to do that, well, do it, but we will try anyway. Doctors in Belarus are reported to have cured more than 90% of sufferers from a deadly drug-resistant strain of tuberculosis using a new drug combined with other antibiotics. The French news agency AFP has seen the results of a trial involving 181 patients who were treated with the drug bedaquiline. 168 were cured compared to just over half when using existing drugs. Three black former school students are suing the French state for the racial discrimination they say police subjected them to at the end of a school trip to Brussels in March last year. Here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. The three young men in their final year of school had just come back from a two-day trip learning about the European Union. At the Gare du Nord railway station in Paris, one was singled out for an ID check on the platform. The other two were made to open their bags in front of classmates. Their teacher, Elise Bocherel, who's backing their case, said they felt humiliated. It happened five months after a landmark court ruling that any check based solely on physical appearance without any objective justification was discriminatory. A study of human excrement carried out by scientists in Austria suggests microscopic plastic particles are increasingly making their way into the human gut. Researchers recruited eight participants from eight countries. Each volunteer kept a food diary for a week before having their stool samples analysed. The scientists discovered tiny particles of up to nine different types of plastic. To business news, Swiss investment bank UBS says it allows all its staff to travel freely in and out of China and it's business as usual there after mainland authorities asked one of its bankers to delay her departure from Beijing to meet with local officials last week. The move by the mainland authorities led to the bank asking its wealth management staff to reconsider their travel plans to China. The banker is based in Singapore and works for the relationship management team in the bank's wealth management unit, but her identity and position were not known, and the purpose of the meeting with authorities is not clear. 
To local business news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,587. That's 568 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $51 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.54 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 14 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 15 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Chung. First to football, Arsenal are up to fourth in the English Premier League after they beat Leicester City 3-1 for their 10th straight win. Meza Ozil was the star, scoring one goal and assisting on two others, both scored by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Here's the BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball. Two words to sum up this game, Mesut Ozil, and one word to sum up his performance, mesmerising. He scored Arsenal's equaliser just before half-time with a sublime left-footed touch, guiding Hector Bellerin's pacey cross into the far corner, and then his vision and execution of pass killed Leicester off in the second half, sliding an inch-perfect ball to Bellerin to cross for Aubameyang, and then teeing up Aubameyang for his second goal, finishing off one of those delicious Arsenal moves when the ball is swept in a blur from one end of the pitch to the other. Leicester had led in the first half and deserved that lead that Ben Chilwell gave them. They should also have had a penalty before that for a Rob Holding handball, which could have also seen Holding get a second yellow card. But in the second half, they were simply overrun. And unless you were a Leicester fan, it was a treat to watch Ozil at his impudent best. Tonight, the focus is on the European Champions League for the start of match day three. Defending champions Real Madrid play host to Victoria Pilsen. The Spanish giants have been really struggling of late. They have four defeats and one draw in their last five games in all competitions. Elsewhere, Manchester United hosts Juventus at Old Trafford, which means Cristiano Ronaldo returning to the club where he won nine trophies in a six-year spell, including three league titles and a Champions League in 2008. Will be tough for us, um, but we have our weapons. Uh, we are Juve, so we know it's going to be tough. But I think we have chance. Uh, I know if we play good, if we play uh, the way coach wants, I think we have a good chance to win the game. But of course, as I said before, we have to respect Manchester United because they are a fantastic team. They are an experienced coach. So, but I expect and I look forward that uh, Juve. Will win the game. Next to tennis, the top seed Angelique Herber suffered a shock defeat in her opening round robin match at the WTA finals in Singapore. The Wimbledon champion was beaten in three sets by Kiki Burtons of the Netherlands, who qualified as a reserve when the world number one Simona Halep pulled out with an injury. Burtons came from a set down to beat Kerber 1 6 6 3 6 4. Tonight, Caroline Wozniacki plays Petra Kvitova after both lost their opening games on Sunday. That's followed by Karolina Pliskova versus Elena Svitolina. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. The MTR dismisses a subcontractor's accusations that the shot into Central Link is riddled with shoddy building work. President Xi Jinping officially opens the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge and legislator Ted Hoy denies snatching a security officer's phone in the LegCo building. The news from RTHK. Yeah!